tonight. If not, we'll be in Romans chapter 1 tonight. Romans chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 21. Towards the end of the chapter there. <clears throat> Thankful that we have God's word. Sometimes you get into a book like the book of Romans and you realize that there are parts of God's word that are easier to understand and then there are parts that are a lot deeper, uh, that are a little more challenging, but that's all right. Uh, The book of Romans is one of those deeper books and it it amazes me that uh, Paul wrote this and sent this to the uh, church there in Rome and they were Uh, they were able to handle it. I mean, they were, uh, you know, he wrote that to them and they were able to take it in. And uh, uh, so it just shows that even in the midst of the wickedness and everything else, God had a a, uh, thriving group there. Um, But in the first chapter, it starts out talking about salvation. Uh, You know, a huge uh, part of the book deals with it, but it takes quite a while to get there uh, because it deals with sin first. He starts, Paul starts talking about sin Uh, But before he does that, one of the verses I like before the passage we're going to read is verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And you know, that's a wonderful reminder there uh, that salvation begins with faith in Jesus Christ, right? That's how it begins, not through works, but by faith. Uh, And if you want to have a successful Christian life, one uh, living in obedience to God, uh, it's got to be continued by faith. We got to keep going by faith. uh, uh, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And you think uh, how they've summarized all of that, the just shall live by faith. Isn't that amazing how how, how, uh, concise that is, that phrase right there. And it's just a reminder to us, we've got to continue in faith uh, each and every day, trusting in Jesus Christ. But uh, like I said, I want to get down to verse 21 tonight. Uh, That's where we'll start. It changes gears here and starts talking about sin uh, and the results of it. Romans 121, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meet. Last verse we'll look at. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for this passage, Lord. I know uh, that this is uh, one of the more challenging ones, but Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight to gain some understanding. Lord, that would help us understand why this world is the way they are. And Lord, I pray that you would help remind us that we need to bring uh, and share your gospel into this 
into this dark world. And Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, help me to preach tonight. Open up our ears and our hearts. And Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. And amen. So right here we see uh, right at the beginning, verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. There's a lot in that verse, but uh, after talking about salvation, then they talk a little bit about creation before our passage, uh, and then, uh, you know, you think about creation, where there's the power of God, uh, but also he talks about, the just for what we read, uh, the wrath of God, and there, you know, we see that in creation there's no excuse that anyone has to not know that there's a God but even in that you I see something profound here at the beginning of verse 21 it says when they knew God they glorified him not as God you know the problem I hear all the time is is what about what happens to men and women that have never heard about God well here the problem isn't that in this verse the problem that we see that God is bringing out is they knew God God, but they glorified him not as God. And I, I think what he's trying to show right here is that, hey, uh, they're blaming God for the problems, right? They're blaming God. Uh, they know that he exists, whether they want to admit it or not. They're either trying to ignore it or, or trying to come up with something else, with science or something else. But ultimately, the Bible says uh, creation uh, is evidence that there's a God. They know God, but they don't want anything to do with God. And that's we're seeing a group right here, uh, and I think it's a rather large group. You know, I think the ones that are true atheists are the very, very small minority, and I think most of them just say it just because it's more trendy than anything, but ultimately they can't explain where we came from. Uh, they had, There has to be a creating God. So here's, here's the thing. They don't glorify God. Again, they're blaming uh, God for every problem in this world. Every problem that man has created, isn't this world turn around and blame God for that? Isn't that what we see? Uh, and we're seeing that. So if they're not giving glory to God, but blaming God, they're definitely not going to thank God for anything. That's the next next part. Neither were they thankful. They're not thanking God in anything in this world uh, because with, uh, you know, they're saying, hey, uh, we're succeeding in this life in spite of God. That's basically a lot of what this world is saying. Hey, uh, you know, you've got the Bible, you've got Christians, and this world is successful in spite of all that. As if we are hindering progress, as if the Bible is keeping people from living the way they want to live, uh, and, it, and it's all opposite, and that's where we're starting to see the problem. That's what he's saying. And what's it lead to? It leads to vain imaginations and foolish hearts and darkened minds. And, and here's the thing. You think about this world. What do they spend so much time doing? They debate so many things that the Bible would just call vain or empty or meaningless. They, they do studies about it and everything else and come together and have think tanks and, you know, to try to figure these things out. And, and even that's on the, uh, the higher end, I guess you would call it. And then on the lower end, who cares what a celebrity had for breakfast? breakfast this 
morning, when if they die and anyone dies lost in this world, they're going to split hell wide open and be there for an eternity. That's what he's talking about. It's just vain things all over the place, vain imaginations and their foolish hearts. So you think of all this wisdom of this world as foolishness. And uh, the more they get away from God, the more foolish it becomes. And we're seeing that, aren't we? This, this shouldn't become as a surprise. And then the sad part is it talks about their minds being darkened. And as you replace the truth of God with anything else, it gets darker and darker, just as if you turn out the light. Verse 22, pro professing themselves to become wise. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. So you, uh, you know, I've encountered people like this that have lots of high education, lots of degrees and everything in. They're, they're very wise in different subjects, very complex things. Uh, but then they can't understand something simple like if I remove God from everything, uh, why is everything becoming worse, right? Why, if I take God out of schools, why is the school uh, becoming worse? They, they don't understand that, but it, again, this shouldn't come as a surprise because God, I believe, is showing a progression here in this part of Romans, here in this chapter, part of chapter one. He's saying, hey, if you don't glorify God, you're not going to thank God, right? Uh, and if you don't thank God, you're not going to see God's word as authority. You're going to let the devil lead you in a different direction, in an opposite direction, and then there's going to be problems, and in, and in all reality, it's going to turn foolish. I, I was thinking about just one example, but there's so many. We could spend all night doing this, but I thought of one. Proverbs 22:15 says this, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. So the Bible saying you refuse the rod of correction to correct a child, they will get more and more foolish, more and more unruly, they will get worse, uh, and, and that to me reminds me that we have a sin nature. Right? That, I mean, that's what's inside. That's what he's saying. It's bound in the heart of a child. But this shouldn't surprise you. I did some Googling this afternoon. And WebMD says that medical studies, a whole bunch of them, have shown that parents who spank their children will see the child's behavior get worse and worse. Right? The opposite of what the Bible's saying, right? And in fact, I Googled uh, uh, spanking children studies just to see what all we could get. And the entire page was all negative on Google. Does that surprise us? Right? You know, God said in one sentence, this is what needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen, you're going to have a problem. And in all reality, God, uh, this world is saying the exact opposite. In fact, it's kind of funny. Uh, the, the, uh, they say in the studies, uh, I didn't read them all, but a couple of them were mentioning that if you spank a child, it actually changes their brain. Right changes the way they think, and and I, I say praise God for that because this God said, hey, uh, their heart is going one way, and you got to redirect it from time to time. But that's just one example out of many. You know, you think about it. Uh, they're saying, hey, and then I found another article. Here's the alternative. So this is what the world says: instead of spanking a child when they're unruly or anything like that, number one, you teach them what you expect. Right. So maybe they don't understand the expectations as a parent. They're 
They're not really uh, trying to be rebellious. They just don't understand. And then the next thing was as a parent, you pick your battles, right? Maybe you're just asking too much. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just a battle you could give up. And then the third thing was uh, you need to give them choices, right? That's what you need. Instead of uh, telling them what's right and wrong, instead of uh, punishing misbehavior, you need to give them choices. And in all reality, I, it summed it all up. I didn't give you all of them, but just let the child rule over the parent, right? That's what they're saying. That's the solution, and their behavior will improve. And that's where I say the verse again. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, right? And we could do this over and over again. But God said this is what would happen. This progression going in this wrong direction, this is what would happen. Let's keep going. 23. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like an incorruptible man and the birds and the four-footed beasts and creeping things. So that progression of sin continues. Remember, they refuse to glorify God, refuse to thank God. Uh, they refuse to go with God's word. Their thoughts became increasingly vain and false and dark and foolish. The next step is to create an idol. That's what he said. The next step. That's what they would do. Why? Because humans, men and women, were designed, we were created by God to worship God. And if we refuse to worship God, we got to worship something else. Right? That's where we are made that way. And I, I was reading something else that kind of made me chuckle. Uh, whenever they find a group, a, a tribe, or whatever you want to call it, that's been uh, away from any humanity, and away from society, away from technology, they come and they encounter it, they always find the same thing. They always have some form of gods. They always have some form of worship. Right? They always have some form of right and wrong. Even if they have been, they've never met anybody else and they've been totally isolated, the same thing happens. Now tell me, how could that happen? Unless God programmed it on the inside, right? So they have to find something to worship uh, if we don't. So Paul talks about idols which are created by men. You know, they do it with men's hands. And a lot of times those idols look like they look like people, they look like animals, or they look like a combination of people and animals, or whatever. But here's the thing. As soon as a man creates an idol, that idol begins to deceive the man that created it. Every time. Every time. that uh, it, it leads them in that same direction. But then look at 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts uh, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. You see the results of idolatry right here? It said God also gave them up. That means there were restraints there that God had that he lets go. And lets men have every sinful, evil desire, the lust of their hearts, all these things. He just lets them go. And, and here's the thing. This is the first instance we see in this passage. There's three of them, actually, where God does the same thing. Uh, and what you find out is, see, what does this world want? They want to live their own life, right? I want to do what I want to do, right? I want to, I want to live my own life. I, want to, I don't want anyone telling me what to do. And what we see right here in this verse and some of the other ones later is it says God gave them up. What did he give them up to? What they wanted to do. You know what that tells me? The more God lets go of the restraint of, of, these, of men's evil, wicked desires, the worse we get. So that's why we can see the world getting worse. 
Because God is letting go and letting man do what they really want. I'm telling you what, there's no more wicked thing than man completely doing what he wants. It's evil. Our hearts are wicked. And I think a lot of times we don't realize when the Bible talks about it, but we can see the evidence in this world. <clears throat> but again, this is the first instance. They fully, If he fully lets them go their own way, all they do is continue to get deeper in sin. And, it, and this isn't mercy right here. This is not a mercy thing. This is part of the wrath of God. He was talking about a couple verses before our passage. He's in verse 18. Uh, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. So God allows them to travel deeper and deeper in sin uh, when they reject him. And all that does is leads to what? More ungodliness, that's sin against God. More unrighteousness of men, sin against evil. Each other and that's what we're seeing right we see that we see people uh, sinning more against God even though they claim he doesn't exist and they sin more against each other that's why you see the murders and everything else increasing <clears throat> and then go on 25 who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen so here's the thing whether man uh, worships idols or now I think we're kind of shifting gears to making ourselves a God. You know, if I don't, uh, you know, I'm more refined than a statue, right? But I'm going to worship myself. I'm going to worship another man, a living person as a God. And they've changed the truth into a lie, worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, capital C, that's God. And, and this is what they've done. They've progressed until the true God is totally replaced. And the one that created it isn't worshiped, but they worship the creation. And then we're getting to just about total foolishness now, right? We're getting closer and closer Then what happens in 26. Because of this, for this cause, God gave them up. Here's the second time. Unto vile affections for even their women to change their natural use unto that which is against nature. And then likewise men. Uh, and then it talks about uh, men, you know, doing these things. And it says God gave them up in verses 26 and 27, talking about homosexuality. Both men and women are covered in this verse. And he calls it, what's he say early in verse 25? Vile affections. Right now, Paul's saying this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God calls it shameful, vile. That's what he calls it. And somebody would say, now, wait a second. Mike. See, society, here's the argument we hear today. Society today is different than society in Paul's day. Like when he wrote this, right? The, uh, things have changed. Culture has changed. Everything's evolved and blah, blah, blah. And the devil wants us to believe that everything's new. And it's not. It's not. That's false. Paul's writing. Who's he writing to? The Romans. The Roman government, the Roman society at this time openly accepted homosexuality. In fact, some of their leaders participated in it with having, you know, it's just weird. I don't want to talk about it tonight, but you can look it up. So Paul is not agreeing with the current culture of the day when he sent this letter. It was offensive then, but it's offensive today. The devil wants us to, to, to imagine that uh, trying to get Christians and some have bought into this lie that homosexuality is brand new. It was in Genesis it continues here in the New Testament. It continues today and will continue until this world is gone. Why? The devil uses the same playbook. And God said, when I let them go, they'll turn to this. 
Right? That's what he says. When I gave them up unto vile affections, what happened? They kept turning to this. And that's what we're again seeing today. Again, God calls it vile. He, he didn't accept it in Romans 1 time period. He doesn't accept it today. He still has not changed his mind. And they try to make definitions and they try to say, well, it's this type or it's that type. No, God says all of it. He, he covers it all in these two verses. And then into verse 27, receiving in themselves that recompense of error, which was meat. So God, uh, he punishes sin uh, there with the ability to sin greater. That's what he's doing. Uh, and as these physical sins increase, it gets to the worst part, verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, we can stop right there and say that is today, Right. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. They're trying to get him out of everything. Again, third time, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Their minds became vain. They became empty. They became worthless. Uh, filled with all this knowledge other than godly, true, biblical knowledge. And God finally gives them over to a reprobate mind. Now notice this is after... We talked about the homosexuality. This is after, you know, the earlier uh, giving overs. Uh, we get to this part. The last part is the mind. And that's what he just opened it up and said, you know what? If you want to fill your mind with deception and trash and lies and everything else that's ungodly, I, the last thing God will do is open up their mind and say, you know what? Fill it with everything. And the devil gets so excited because he could just back up the dump truck full of trash and dump it in. Over and over again. What do we have? Our, with the internet, we have the most powerful uh, means of knowledge, accessing knowledge and wisdom and everything. Literally, we can type something on there. And, uh, you know, there, there has been things I've uh, tried to learn. And I've been able to learn things very quickly by watching a video on YouTube. And, and it's just amazing how fast you can learn something that would take someone decades to learn uh, and be trained and everything else in the past. We have instant access to that. But we also have instant access to every reprobate idea and filth and trash in this world. And that's the problem. We're seeing this play out. And remember, verse 21, what did it start with? The group that knew God, but didn't glorify him, weren't thankful, is now ending up with the group that's been given over to a reprobate mind. They, they didn't want to accept any truth or live in godly or anything like that. And I believe this is what we are seeing today. Some of the greatest minds that this world, or they would label it the greatest minds of today, they can't tell good from evil. Right? They can tell us uh, how the, the planets work. They can tell us all sorts of things. They put out neat videos and everything else, but they can't tell simply good from evil. They can't tell the truth from a lie because they have got rid of God's word and replaced it with everything else. And then the end of Romans chapter 1, I didn't read this, but the last part is that list uh, of all of those examples of sins and it finally ends with they have pleasure in them that do them. They, they take pleasure in all of these things and we're seeing it. And you know if the book of Romans, if it ended right there at the end of chapter 1, uh, the Bible would still be true today because we're still seeing it but nobody would have any hope and God would have just let go of everyone. But aren't you glad that God didn't let go? 
And in fact, here's a, uh, if you didn't, if you weren't in one of the lists uh, there at the end of Romans 1, if your sin isn't in there or whatever, uh, whatever you're thinking, I'm glad that God says later uh, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we're all sinners, but I'm glad that it keeps going all the way to Romans chapter 5, verse 8, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't just die for what we would say is an acceptable sin or a lesser sin or anything else he died for all the sins and I am glad that even though this world looks like it is just going over the cliff and there's a lot of people that we know and love uh, that are practicing a lot of these vile things aren't you glad that God can still turn people around aren't you glad the Holy Spirit can still still touch hearts still touch minds uh, he died Jesus died not just for me and you but for the reprobate for the rebel uh, for the all of those uh, those perverted ones in this world he died for all of them and I just pray that God gives them just a little one more chance another space for mercy uh, because here's the thing although he has given some of them over to some of these sinful desires we have seen people saved from some of these things that God said he's given them over to and I'm thankful for that I am glad that one that knew God and rejected God sometimes God gives them a chance to later find God and if someone's listening tonight, I pray that they would come to know Jesus Christ before it's too late. Yeah. And we've got people in our minds. And you know what the, the devil wants us to do? He, he works in every direction, by the way. He contradicts himself all over the place. He will tell us that they've sinned too much to be saved. Yet on the other end, he'll say, well, there's no way you can even get saved. See, he contradicts himself. Whatever he needs, whatever excuse. But don't listen to the devil. Because the Holy Spirit can wake somebody up. Just like that. Yeah. We've seen it, haven't we? We've seen some of us were that way. Some of us were knee deep in different things of this world and had ideas that were ridiculous. But aren't you glad that the truth of God's word shone light in the darkness, took away the deception, showed us the truth of Jesus Christ, and we were able to come to him. I'm telling you what, this world is bad. But the Bible says it would turn this way. You can't get rid of God. You can't ignore God and expect things to be all right. It's never going to happen. But I'm glad God died for even this wicked world that we're in today. And I just pray that one more, one more friend, one more family member, one more co-worker would come to the Lord before it's too late. That's why we have to live uh, as an example. We have to uh, witness to these people and carry a burden for the lost. I believe that we're going to see some people saved because I believe the more wicked it gets out here, the more there are people that will say, I don't want to go any further. And they want to turn to Jesus Christ. So I'm going to open up the altar tonight. If you want to come up to pray or you want to pray at your seat, uh, we want to give you everyone a chance to pray, whatever you need to, or maybe from your seat, just call out a name.